welcome, welcome, welcome to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. I am Sydney and my amazing, amazing co-host, Delectable and Moisturized as Hey y'all, it's your girl, it's your boy, it's your neither, Erin, your favorite bliss queen, giving you all the tea and all the shade. It feels so good to be back. Um, yeah, girl, we got some things to talk about. It's going to be a cute show. We got some some juicy topics, bitch. Listen, I, we, I don't even think we expected to have this many topics. It's not as many topics as we've had in the past. I think one time we had like 17. So it's, it's not as bad as it's been in the past. But um, mm, y'all Christian devil has been busy. I will say that. I will say that. The one that never killed anybody in the Bible. Never mind, never mind. Anyway, so let's go ahead and give this whole, just kick everything off with our mental health check-in. I know you slightly touched on it, but how are you feeling? Uh, that's how I feel right now, at least. Just, I just, I, and then I just feel so pissed, bitch. <laughs> We are feeling cunt. Hey, listen. <laughs> but other than that, no, I'm feeling kind of cute for me to still be uh, on the Broken Homeless Tour. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, welcome to America. Yeah, like I say, just about every episode, for us to be living in a capitalistic, white supremacist, homophobic society, I'm feeling pretty decent. For me to be broke as fuck right now, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. Ah, goodness. A lot of that. A lot of that. I feel like, um, Jesus, there's a lot of things that are just going on news-wise that I sadly have to pay attention to, but I don't want to pay attention to. to. I don't want to know these things. But um, I love y'all, so I learn them. Um, but this, this, this definitely is not by choice. I can tell you that because before we started this show, it was like every three weeks, oh, the world ended again? That's crazy. Now I got to pay attention to how the world is ending. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead and get directly to the first topic. Fuck the fourth. That is very disrespectful. As a white person, you should uh, not because you blacks would not be where you are today if we was not um, a country, if it wasn't for our forefathers. Mm hmm So listen, <laughs> I just want to say, um, if, if you're still saying happy 4th of July to black people, I feel like you need to reassess some things. Just, just, just a little bit. I don't even know how we say in this to, to Mexi Mexicans and indigenous people, uh, where, whereas well, actually most Mexicans are indigenous people. But, um, we, uh, all I can say is, is that I, I really hate pretending to celebrate your sucky ass holiday so we can celebrate when you had your independence, but literally nobody else did. Just white men. And just to celebrate the independence of white men. It doesn't feel good in my spirit. It don't feel, it don't, it don't feel good. Um, I've had so many people be like, happy 4th of July. And I'm just like, hmm. It's okay. You don't know I feel this way. Let me just keep it moving. That's just that. All I know is that I didn't get Juneteenth off. Who are the black people who are listening to the show who did not get Juneteenth off? I didn't get Juneteenth off. But 4th of July? Okay, but anyway, what are your thoughts? 
for Juneteenth, white people should not be allowed to take off for that. I don't understand. Why the fuck are you letting these snow possums take off for that shit? And then for them to turn around and tell us, happy fourth, girl, get out my face, because freedom for who? Good questions. Good questions. See, this is my thing. And, and Black people are so fucking fools that the most of us, as long as you give us the day off, we don't even give a fuck with crackers and soap. We're going to be completely and totally honest because we just want to be off for our day. And, and, and my whole thing is that at this point, tell them they can go off because I, I, they can they can um, take off the day because I'm not coming in. So whatever makes you feel comfortable about me not coming in, you do that shit. Because that is the last Juneteenth I will ever motherfucking work. That 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 much I do know. Period. I need y'all to understand why. Ask yourselves, white people, why are black people not patriotic? Why is that so hard for you to comprehend? Well, I know why, but <laughs> but. Y'all can't seriously be mad at us for not wanting to celebrate your colonizer holiday. I feel like it's odd. Like, I remember back in the day where, um, when, you know, Tia and Tamara, it's Tamara, the one who, um, the white one. But listen, so she had her husband, and her husband, who used to work for Fox, was just like, we celebrate Fourth of July over here. Because Fourth of July is a holiday that we all should be grateful for the independence of America. Cause that did so much for black folks, cause we became like free or something. Like what do you mean? Like you do realize there were black people that fought in the war for independence for America that came back in chains after being told that they were gonna be free. Like are we actually gonna talk about that the holiday itself and how much bullshit you guys put in it? Go away, girl. This is these are things that be happening on the middle of the podcast, and you better bring my lighter back. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> so ghetto. So ghetto. <laughs> Ooh, it's part of our brand. I love if it. This ain't the most disrespectful. That's why I ain't got no kids. You That's why I ain't got no kids. And that, that's just my little sister. I, I, I didn't birth that. That mess. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Um, I also feel like it is really weird to try to uh, corner Black folks into saying how much they want to celebrate July 4th. It's a day that we're off, my nigga. I need you to understand, there's nothing else that's going on. And I did not say happy 4th of July to not one bitch. And baby, they are still popping, because girl, I don't know if you heard it, but just now, they still popping fireworks now. But it makes sense because white folks love their guns. So, of course, they're going to love blowing up some damn fireworks every chance uh -huh. they But it's like, come on now. <laughs> no, it was, do you know how, I think I sent you the video of how hard it was raining on 4th of July and how they were still popping firecrackers. Somebody said 4th of July and they were like, yeah. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Mm. I mean. I, can, I don't even think I see myself doing that for Beyonce. That's aggressive. You feel me? Like, <laughs> that, that feels angry. Like I, like, I hear my ancestors screaming whenever I hear you guys say shit like that. Right. <laughs> Might as well put that out there. Um, 
and I don't feel like any black person, like, we're still going to take the day off. I want to make that very motherfucking clear. But um, you also need to realize that when the 4th of July was being celebrated, nobody else had independence, and this includes women, children, and any kind of POC that they had out there. This was literally just for white men. And I'm tired of celebrating white men. You know, it's why I don't celebrate Columbus Day either. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, fuck the fourth. I said what I said. Um, that video that I posted of that uh, that black lady slapping the fuck out of all of those presidents has gone viral. At the and wax, at the wax museum. <laughs> yeah. Slapping the fuck out of all of those wax uh, presidents, and you have um some white people in this comment saying, "Oh well, why don't y'all just leave, bitch? We didn't ask to be here, bitch. And white supremacy is global. We really can't escape y'all, to be honest. And if anyone should leave, it's y'all because." Bitch, the natives were here first, bitch. The natives are the only people who can tell me to go nowhere. On this soil, those are the only people that would tell me to go nowhere. And guess what? They ain't got time to tell me to go nowhere because of all the things that you were continually doing to them, even to this day. It's like, I feel like they keep us so uh, surmised in oppression that we don't have the chance to fight for anything or fight together. That's literally the plan. It's like keep them in poverty, keep them uh, battling capitalism on a 24-7 basis, all of that. Exactly. Yeah, fuck all that, bitch. But uh, moving on, um, let's talk about intersectionality once again, like we always do. Cishet <laughs> <laughs> Black folks, let's talk. So the Supreme Court, has just made it to where some businesses can discriminate against LGBTQ people. Like they don't have to hire them, they can fire them. This is a thing now. And I'm seeing black people saying either, oh, well, that's a good thing because that's being forced in our face or what does that have to do with us black people? When do you, you don't think it's gonna happen to you? I'm confused. And to be honest, it's already started. Jim Crow has this uh, big toe in the pool right now, and it's only going to get even farther than that. I mean, Jim Crow never left. They just decided to make laws that didn't sound as racist so they could still implement Jim Crow uh, without people being like, my phone's racist. That's literally, <laughs> that's literally what happened. Um, and I feel really sad for a lot of these um, Black straight people who are looking at things like these laws passing and really saying to themselves, that sounds like a personal problem. How far is that from saying no blacks allowed? For as that long as happened yesterday. That was yesterday. My my mom was eight years old when Martin Luther King died. That blows people's minds. Uh, because she still looked good. First of all, melanin. Secondly, it wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. When folks say, it wasn't oh, that, that was when people say, oh, slavery is that, that stuff was so long ago. I'm like, it really wasn't. 50 years ain't shit. That shit is so, 50 years is so close. That shit is not that far away. Bruh, I'm 35. It felt like yesterday I was 17. Do you really think for people my mom's age, that just felt so long ago when Martin Luther King, is that what you really think? It's the, late, um, the latest um, restaurant that ended segregation, Cracker Barrel, because you know, you know how Cracker Barrel has all those fucking divided walls and shit. Yeah. That shit ended in 2004. 
segregation at a Cracker Barrel, a historically racist ass restaurant, which I will not be eating at. Listen, the times I've eaten at Cracker Barrel, um, I was with my grandmother, who was also one of the evilest people on two legs. So maybe she felt comfortable fighting for her life in there. But I'm going to let you know right now that a Cracker Barrel is, they don't do seasoning. It's called Cracker Barrel. Why, why are we showing up? You feel what? me? Like, oh, a barrel of crackers. Does that sound? Don't and that sound And then the logo literally has like a whip around it. Like, girl, why are black folks? We stop eating at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> it is not for us. They just ended segregation at the last Cracker Barrel. I forgot what state it was in. In 2004. Girl, that wasn't long ago. So back to uh, what I was saying. Cishead black folks, y'all saying, oh, this ain't got nothing to do with black. What's it got to do with black business? For as long as black people have existed, so have black LGBTQ plus people. You may not like it, but it's nothing you can do about it. We've been here since the beginning of time. None of us are free until all of us are free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I... I'm kind of at the, the, the point in, in these types of discussions where it's like, I'm no longer here to educate. Um, I realize I've never been here to educate. I'm only here to make sure I give a safe space for Black queer people who actually need that safe space because they don't seem to get them in other places. Um, one thing that I'm not going to do is um, pretend that intersectionality doesn't exist because if Black queer, so when a Black queer person is being turned away from a restaurant and somebody want to be like, oh my God, I can't believe that. You were completely silent when they said it. When they first said this is something that you were going to do, you were like, well, it got nothing to do with me. Why do you do that? Why, why is this the individualism so fucking deep where you're like, oh, if it's not happening to me, then who gives a fuck? But I want to let you know, what happens to other people is always going to get to you. You're never going to be exempt. That's not how this works. If you see people who are currently being marginalized and oppressed, especially as Black people, you don't think it's going to trickle down to you, being that we are always the scapegoat, we are always the ones, so you don't think that this is going to get to you? White people are some of the most protected class that we have in the state. And they're literally telling even the white gays, you can't come in. So if you think they're going to tell white gays, you can't come in, you think it's going to be safe for black people? The fuck are you thinking? And then when it comes down to it, then you want uh, black, black queer folks to stand in solidarity. Kiss my ass. Because you just said that my existence was against your culture. Was something that you can't agree with. So if you don't agree with my existence, with me being alive, why would I waste my time defending you? I'm only going to defend cishet Black folks who are going to defend Black queer folks. And that's the truth. And that's the truth, at least at this point. So if, if we are all marching for somebody's death, and I find out that they have gone out of their way to torture and marginalize Black queer folks, we are no longer marching for that nigga. That's just how I feel. I'm sorry. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I hope nobody shoot Boosie in the street. Hate it. <laughs> no, no, you know, sucks to suck. Sorry. Anyway, white ally versus white accomplice. 
I, I thought there was a video for this, but maybe not. But what made you put it on there? Shit, there was a video for it. I forgot to uh, put it on there. Um, there was this video of this white woman just basically dragging the fuck. And unfortunately, the person who she was dragging was a person of color. So it was kind of embarrassing because they were tap dancing. But she was like, girl. <laughs> like, when we say white allyship versus we don't want that shit, but we want white accomplice, we mean... I don't want a white person who's who's just going to put a black square in the box and put hashtag BLM in the bio and think that they did something because y'all would then turn around and call the police on my ass for having my music too loud. I don't trust white allies. I want accomplices only, period. Y'all need to be in front of me at the front line. Oh, I found a video. I'm going to send it to you. Maybe you can still play it. Let me see if I saved it too while we. I just said it to you on WhatsApp, but I'm gonna take it off WhatsApp and put it in the doc right now. Just so you can see if you could play it. Because it was a really good video, and I think y'all need to hear an example. Just an example of what that could possibly mean. Because I know there are people who definitely, there it is. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, people who are non Black that listen to this podcast. And I want y'all to actually have an example of what we mean by accomplice, okay? We hear, like uh, Aaron and I say it all the time. Um, allyship means I gotta do something for you so you can do something for me. Uh, accomplice means that I am just as invested at breaking this system down re regardless of what reward I get from people of color despite whether they like me or they don't. That's what that is. Exactly, and that's why we say like, there's a difference between white people and people who happen to be white. White people are the ones who are complicit with the white supremacy that they are benefiting from, the system that they are benefiting from. And that includes y'all, white liberals as well, who like to wear the pink hats and put the hashtag BLMs in the bio and like y'all did something and have one black friend in your predominantly white group and think that you can't be racist. No, bitch, that's not what we, that's not what we mean. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Girl, now the internet wanna be slow, girl. This is so anti-black. It really is, but it's okay. They haven't had like a long video from us in a hot minute, so I'm 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 not worried. But, but like I I want to see if the internet could catch up because when I say this was it was because I feel like a lot of time when we talk about accomplices, we don't have enough examples to show you what that is, and we seem to have these very surface examples like what you were talking about having a BLM in our bios uh, for white progressives or like. Um, no transphobic shit here. And then we start to talk to you and realize you don't really believe that stuff. Okay, I think I got it now. Okay, sweet, let's go. In fact, it is not. First of all, I spoke about the Bangladeshi women in the sweatshops sewing our clothes. I talked about women who've been forced to have children against their will in that form of enslavement. I spoke about trans people who have faced over 500 laws this year introduced or passed, not to mention the terror that's been forced against them. I spoke about what happens on this planet as a whole as it is heating due to the destruction of climate change driven forward 
by the system of capitalism and imperialism. So I've, if you missed all that, I'm not surprised if you also missed some of the scientific undergirdings of it. But to be fair, I will walk through it again. I speak about black people in a very pronounced way when we come to revolution because the exploitation, the enslavement, the dehumanization and the and the and the degradation that's been inflicted on black people is foundational to this society and this system. And that is scientifically a fact. It's evidence-based. The wealth of this country, the territorial reach of this country, the military strength of this country got its roots in American slavery, the chattel slavery of black people. And then on that foundation, the ideology of white supremacy, of black inferiority, has was propagated. It was made a, a, a bedrock of one of the glues of this society, and it has been woven into this society ever since. The forms of oppression have changed. It took a civil war to end slavery, but then what happened? After not even 10 years of reconstruction, where Black people were brought into some rights within this country, that was betrayed. The troops were pulled out, and Black people were re-enslaved in new conditions, slavery by another name, sharecropping for generations surf-like conditions enforced through terror, lynch mob terror and violence. And the troops were pulled out to go and finish off the extermination of the native peoples, okay? Then another generation comes up in the face of changes in the US economy and the need to pull black people out of the South and into the factories. Black people stood up and they waged struggle in a civil rights movement. They gave their lives, they stood up. White people stood with them. They went down from the north and stood with them. This upended Jim Crow. It was heroic that many did just unbelievably brave things. And then that was dismantled. And what did this system come back with? A new Jim Crow of mass incarceration that has ground up millions of black lives. So when I tell the story, this is science. When I tell the story of a black woman in Harlem with binoculars next to her window, watching in terror every time her 12-year-old, 13-year-old son crosses the street because of what police do every day, every day to black people, every fucking day. When I talk about that, that is a particular that concentrates a huge reality that is defining to this country. And that's scientifically true. It's evidence-based. It's woven into the fabric of this society. It's culture, it's economics, and it's global reach. And so we could debate. If you want to argue that's not scientific, bring some evidence. If you didn't hear the science, then please. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me that it's a marginal thing. Tell me that to talk about that, I'm pimping off of it. I'm acknowledging reality. You want to say it's not defining to this country that we shouldn't talk about it? I want to talk about it. I am talking about it. Yeah. Okay, so just the fact that something actually happened or is true. Yeah. Anything that's empirically based is not. And I would say this um, that's the only type of energy I want around me if you are going to be my white friend. If you ain't on that type of energy, I don't want you around me. And you may say, oh, well, you're just racist. Then so be it. Because you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Don't play stupid with me. Oh, you're on mute. I was going to say, I think at this point, we um, are going to have to understand that white people are going to be seen by us as racist until they make a definite, very conscious effort to be anti-racist. Mm. And 
your anti-racism still does not mean that every black person needs to lick your asshole because you are a part of the movement. You're not really a part of the movement if that's what you need from us. I need you to be nice to me in order for me to actually support you. That means you don't support us. Right. That's not what any of this means. And I find it very strange that I see this on a regular basis. We're like, well, you're going to lose a lot of people if you keep talking to them like that. Um, then you weren't really a part of the, you're not a part of the movement, if that's really how you feel. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's just so used to having their own way and having, that's how you know that that privilege jumps out real quick when they say, oh, but you need to be nice to me. Like you as a Black person, you you should be grateful. That, so you need to be nice to me because you owe me. Girl, no ma'am, you should be doing this without any uh, outside like factors making you do this. You should do this because you want to do this, not because someone's nice to you and it, and it didn't hurt your fee-fees. No ma'am. <laughs> not the fee-fees. Yeah, we're not gonna coddle you guys and it's not our job to coddle you guys. And do you see all the information that he has to give? You guys need to be that educated and more because she didn't she mentioned sharecropping but she didn't mention jail she didn't mention how um the fact that the um, slave system is still very much alive and well within the prison system and it says so inside of our literal declaration of independence 13th amendment i need y'all to read it it's abolished but not if you go to jail um which is another reason why i see a huge agenda um, that has been in place for a very long time to dehumanize people who have gone to jail. And all of a sudden they can't get jobs as soon as they get back out because they want them to reoffend and go back to jail so they can continue to have their slave force available to them. What do you think Florida is going to use to pick their crop? Mm. That's all. Period. And um, abolish the police. I still stand by that. And a lot of y'all are ignorant of what that means. Um, abolish the police does not mean we should not have any form of security at all. That's not what the fuck it means. It means, bitch, if you see that I have a broken taillight or a car tag that's uh, expired, I don't need you to send militia behind me to tell me that shit. Because nine times out of 10, the crime has already been done. Police do not stop crime. All they do is bring their notebook and pen and write down what happened. They're trying to meet a, a quota at the end, at the end of the day. And that's what they will pull. That's what they're trying to pull so uh, pull over so many black folks now. So yes, and another thing: stop sending militia when someone's having a mental breakdown as well. Send a mental health counselor or something. Why the fuck are you sending someone with a gun to someone who's having a mental break? Like things like that. That's what abolish the police means. And we actually have neighborhoods now who are coming up, who are again all in community with each other and who have security systems in their own neighborhoods. They don't need the police, and they are doing perfectly fine i mean especially for black and brown people who don't call the police anyway um if we're going to be perfectly honest um because they're not they're not here to protect people they're here to protect property and i don't think that people um understand that that process at all and i'm always going to find that very odd and before we move on to the next topic um i want you guys to go and look up some of the things that are going on in connecticut currently because you know they actually had to report how many, what races that they pull over. So they actually just found out this huge scam where they were making up white people because almost all of the people they pulled over was black. So they didn't want it to look like they were being racist. So they just made up some white names. Wow. What they put like Tim Tim or uh, 
John or <laughs> a, a, a lot of Skylers, a lot of Kayleys with IGHs. Uh, I, I'm sure there was all kinds of shit going on, but I want to let you know, like, if you guys want to pretend these things are not happening, just know you cannot be in my corner. You cannot pretend to be my ally. You are not. I will tell you straight to your face. You do not belong in my space because you don't actually have any need to want to protect me or the people around me who are in just, just as much danger. So it doesn't make any sense to have conversations with you. I'm just going to block. I'm not having, going any, doing any back and forth. I'm not going to try and educate you. Oh, I'm so, so, so sorry, sour cream cricket. Let me just explain to you why you should care about black and brown people. We're not doing that shit no more. Stay over there. Honestly, you staying over there is more helpful to the movement than you coming into the movement, pretending like you care, pretending like you can do something for us. And in actuality, while I go fight out there, I got to come back to you to justify it. Do not be in this space. Yep, and that's what I say. Like, I, this is why I really don't trust white liberals either. A lot of the shit that y'all are doing is performative as fuck. I see right through that shit. Y'all are no different than these police officers who are filming themselves handing out ice cream to black folks. Excuse me, ma'am. The reason we pulled you over today, not because you're a nigger, but we know that we've been shooting the hell out y'all and y'all been getting shot. And we just want to make sure that y'all see that we trying to help. We see through that shit. Get out of here with that. Absolutely. And it doesn't make sense for us to pretend. Like, I'm just going to tell you straight up, you can't be over here. And that's, and, and that's just the case, because I'm sorry, you're a danger. You're, and, and honestly, uh, coon, y'all are just as much of a danger to the movement as racist white people, period. Anyway. So moving on to the, the next topic, I want to go ahead and just uh, come straight out and play the video so we can discuss it. But um, we, Aaron called this one, women don't owe you shit, because uh, we don't, because we don't. Um, and it's really sad that is people are under the impression, uh, sorry, it's not people, straight men are under the impression that we do. And that's really not, um, I'm not here to just be a currency and an incubator for you. Um, but yes, let's, uh, let's go ahead and start. I think you a handsome guy. I think you got stuff together. But you know what? I would never deal with you. I'm going to tell you why I wouldn't deal with you. Because you have a philosophy that's anti my philosophy. And dealing with you, I'll mess around and get myself in a situation where you'll intentionally get me pregnant against my desires because you want family and you want to fulfill all this stuff. And so I wouldn't even put myself in that situation because I don't want no kids. And there's nothing you're going to say that's going to persuade me to do it. And I'm not coming into your world like that. I'm just not doing that. So um, that is what I teach women. Stand on your square and do what you want to do, not what a man wants you to do. And that's just that's just where it's at. But what it, so you the purpose of a woman is just to do whatever she wants to do. Yeah, yeah, she can, yeah, she has that right. Just because you don't like the fact that she got that right don't mean because that's what you want. You want a woman to, so that you can knock her. Here's the thing. She's the one that got to birth that child. That's her body, not yours, right? And if and that's her time, that's her mind that she got to give up. You don't get to make that decision for her. If she won't get then she has every right to say, okay, now I'm ready to find a man because I want a child. Not to lend herself over for a man to use her for his own desire, for his own. She ain't no tool. She is a human being. Y'all want to use women as tools. 
for your visions. And no, sir, that ain't what I teach over here. And I'm not letting no woman that's rolling with me operate on that level. Or her kids. Or her daughters. Right, but I'm but I'm asking you, so in our in my in my culture, in my family, um, there's a saying, um, my mother's Turkish, by the way, there's a saying that heaven is is beneath a woman's feet. And it's holding women in high regard. Every all the men in my family, all the men in my experience, all the men that I that I connect to, the people from my family put women at a high regard. We see as the woman is the foundation of families. But what I'm asking is that if a woman is, is holding herself in, in a high regard as well, too, we're, we're saying her purpose is just to do what she wants. She has no purpose for children, she has no purpose for men, she has no purpose for family. She just she's supposed to do what she wants she, to do. Yes, that's right. Because that's her prerogative. She don't owe you nothing. She don't owe you to give you a family. It's your job to work your ass off to prove that you're worthy of uh, of uh, of producing uh, furthering on your genes. It ain't her job to say, well, since he wants kids, let me make myself accessible so he can have kids. No. If she don't want no kids and she wants to dedicate her life to a charity or she wants to run a uh, a, a daycare or whatever, that, it's more things to do. And there's so many people on this planet that need to be helped. It ain't about prolonging your seed. It ain't about you, but you want to make everything about you and you want to see a woman that you want to possess and say, look, forget your dreams, forget your mind. This is what I want because the ego is just so strong in y'all. Because even when I said that, guess what you reverted to? I, my, me. I think this way. My family think this way. My, my, my. We don't. It ain't about you. At what point does it become about a woman and including her in her own destiny? When When is she included in her destiny? Yeah. And the fact that he was still flabbergasted after all of that, still confused. They're a lost cause, girl. <laughs> so, so completely. And I actually put up a video on my um, on my TikTok about this because there's a lot of things that this woman says. I want to say I agree with about at least 80%. But there are certain things that she says that I think are damaging. This she was right on the fucking money. And that's the truth. Um, because men look at us, straight men look at us as a helpmate. Um, they don't really see us as life partners. They like, uh, but the reason why, that one thing that she says that I don't like is that she says that men are incapable of love. And I feel like there's a huge caveat that you are missing when you make a blanket statement like that. Because what it really is, is that straight men are indoctrinated to be incapable of love because patriarchy is so selfish. Mm -hmm. Like if we were really to think about it, everybody outside of the man is supposed to be uplifting him and making him look good and all, all of those different things. But what happens when we're talking about bisexual men? What happens when we're talking about pansexual men? What happens when we're talking about non-binary uh, masculine presenting people? Are we really going to say that that whole group of trans men, they also have testosterone because she says basically the testosterone is what goes into your brain and makes you just not be able to do shit no more. And I, I get it. Because it's funny, you know what I mean? It's like, I get it. But at the end of the day, we have to be really honest with ourselves and very um, specific about our language when it comes to things like this. Because it is not that men are incapable of love. 
they have been indoctrinated by patriarchy, white supremacy, capitalism, and society to think that everybody else is only an asset to their genius. Because mm-hmm. not all men are leaders. And when she says that women are natural leaders, I agree. She says shit, shit like that women, uh, women and femme people are really just natural leaders. Maybe I'm adding in femme people because I, don't, I see her only speaking in very gendered and binary terms. But I agree with that. I feel like um, there was a reason why a lot of men were soldiers because I feel like they are great at following directions. But who's giving the instruction? Usually a femme person. Wow, it's so crazy to me when I see um, straight black men trying to hang on to patriarchy, just thinking that it was made for them when it wasn't. We know patriarchy and white supremacy go hand in hand. If you are not a cishet white man in this world, you cannot benefit from patriarchy. It's just going to do you more harm than good. As we can see, a lot of black men are single right now. <laughs> and and so upset about like it's crazy. Like we we have um so many articles and so many like social documents and things that are run from just all of these Ivy League schools and all of these studies saying that women are happier single. Because mm-hmm. we are. But that's because of the way that patriarchy has shaped us straight men. It is happier to live without you. But you have to understand, especially when a woman has kids, a husband built under the guise of patriarchy is literally another child for her to take care of. She can't depend on him like another adult. She's got to make his doctor's appointments. She's taking his clothes out, clothes out. She's making his lunch. She's making his doctor's appointments. All of the things. Who's really the leader here, guys? Do you think that you're the leader because you like to delegate? They think they're leaders because they have a penis, and that's the yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they think that their plumbing is gives them some type of like innate ability to lead. And that's really not the way anything works. And I want to say it is a big, uh, uh, and for straight women, partially it is because you have let them think that they are the leader while you take care of everything in the background. They're like, yeah, you know, look at you leading and doing stuff with your family. Let me go pay these bills and make sure we have a mortgage tomorrow. Like, nigga, who's leading? Who's leading? I know some families where the men don't even know how to pay the bills. They wouldn't know where to go to make the doctor's appointment. They know how to sometimes drop their kids off. Girl, speaking of women breadwinners, you want to talk about Kiki Palmer now? Uh, You know what? Why not? Might as well, since we're on the subject, girl. Since we are on the subject. And I just want to say, Traditional, traditional men. You cannot call yourself traditional if you are not the breadwinner. You don't get to pick and choose what pieces of patriarchy works for you in the moment. I don't know if you noticed, but patriarchy is kind of like a one size fits all type of deal. You don't get to take pieces and leave some behind. And um, I don't know, tradition and patriarchy dictates that um, you had a baby out of wetlock, uh, Leo, this is daddy. Because uh, I don't know your name and I'm not going to learn it. Uh, but Kiki Palmer, husband, Leo, this is daddy. Uh, I might as well tell you, uh, the, the issue that I am seeing the, the most, 
there is a reason why so many women say to other women as advice, do not get with a man who makes less than you do. Get with a man who makes the same or more. Because if you don't, you get situations like the Kiki Palmer situation. And that's the truth. Because he, like, so getting into the story, Kiki Palmer, damn, that bitch looks so good. Like, ah, uh, I would, ooh, I'd do everything you, baby. Like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to, you don't, I, listen, I ain't got much, but I know my motherfucking place. Okay? <laughs> I tell you what, come home to baths and babies and fed and shit. Like, I could do the things. I could be a stay at home dad. I just want to say that. Um, but uh, she went out looking juicy as ever with her slim, thick self and went out to the Usher concert. And I just want to say, Usher, Mr. Celia, girl, I just want to, I just want to let you know, I feel like you've been breaking up relationships all over the world for a very long motherfucking time. <laughs> U-S-H-E-R-R-A-M-O. Like, I, I get it. I get it. Because let me tell you something. First thing I want to say is, so when Kiki Paul would go to the, the um, concert, he serenade her as this singing ass nigga does at every fucking concert. Just want to put that out there. As she turned around, I'm going to go <laughs> Because, because the, she was, the cheeks was cheeking. The bitch was looking fine. And it was basically a bodycon suit under like this really mesh, like really pretty. Like, I thought she looked classy as hell. I thought she looked beautiful. Like, is that your single? He's married. Oh, that's important. Let me act like I got the chance. <laughs> now, listen, listen, I, I, hey, I, I swear, Usher, if you give me a chance, I will suck the skin off you. Let me tell you, let me stop, let me stop. I will drink this bath water with a straw. Uh, I, okay, I'm not doing that. But I will, <laughs> but I will, <laughs> I will go to work. Let me stop. But no, I, <laughs> but, so I get it. Usher fine, okay? And he's singing to your woman and your woman looking fine, okay? And he came up to her while she was viewing from the back. He's like, Kiki, come here. think I see you. And I'm like, I'm sick. He see you, bitch. And all he did was put her hand around, they, they hugged. He put a hand around her waist, sang to her, did a little bob of weave, and she sat back down. I didn't even think too much of it. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I did think in the back of my mind? I hope a man ain't insecure because that would be such a shame. 12 hours later. So this nigga decided to go ahead and be like, you're a mom. And he tweets that. He doesn't send her some like invalidating text messages that we would know absolutely nothing about anyway. No, you tweeted her uh, and made sure to say that. And then you doubled down saying like, I'm a traditional man and who doesn't want their wife and mother of their child. Uh, 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 wife? That's tradition bullshit. Y'all need to let that dumbass shit go. You are not married to her and you had a kid out of wedlock, bitch. No one takes you seriously with this tradition shit. Y'all pick and choose what fits your narrative. It's all about ownership at the end of the day. You see her as property and you see her, how dare her? Because bitch, to be honest, what she had on wasn't even that quote unquote easy or fast. You just want control. Because bitch, these same outfits that y'all are calling these women fast for, they've been wearing before they even got with your ass. 
Y'all like to see women as a place, as like a destination to lay out your insecurities. Y'all need to let that shit go. And also it's like, you was taking pictures of her butt ass naked when she was pregnant with the baby. You were taking pictures of her half naked before she had the baby. But now that she's the mother of the child, now it's really an issue that she's wearing what she's wearing and she's doing what she does. It don't make no sense. But I feel like one of the biggest issues I have for this is like, sir, by the way, he's he's the brother of um, the light-skinned nigga from Insecure, Drew. That, that's his blood brother, okay? Um, and, you know, even the blood brother is catching strays because, you know, he, he was like, oh, you like tradition. Your whole, whole brother is a whore. You hear Drew underneath like, nigga, what I do? How about catching strays? And I'm just like, sorry, boo. And speaking of desirability, I think a lot of that is going to come into play as well, because let's be honest, girl, like, I did see a few uh, women defending him still saying, oh, well, y'all need to just let that shit go. It's time to let it go. Like, let them. <laughs> Male identified women and pick are also just as damaging to the black community as coons and white supremacists. And I need people to understand, um, hey, India Ari, baby, I love you down. Uh, I love you down. What the fuck is this? India Ari, really? Really? I need the love and light girlies with all of the stones and all of the uh, locks wear to do me a favor and just, just, just ease up off their virtual signaling just a tad because it don't make no oh my goodness look at all these half naked bitches out here you sound like a hating ass bitch it give me like uh like what monique said when it came to them um what's them them bonnets like oh my god we got professional up in front of the whites knowing damn well it don't matter what the fuck we do anyway we're still niggas people don't understand that joy which translates sometimes to throwing ass is still personal protest. I am not going to live within your lines or within your respectability politics. If I want to throw ass, ass is what a nigga is about to throw. I hope you catch it. If you're lucky, you may catch it. Get the fuck out of my face. That's and what to do about it besides nothing? Oh, and listen, let me tell you something. Um, Leota's daddy, I'm gonna I'm start calling him Kiki Palmer employee. Kiki Palmer's employee. Um, because we know you ain't got no money and she hired you at her, um, at her production company, which is why you have a job. Okay. Um, what's going on with these tweets? Girl, because, okay. Cause when you play stupid games, now you've got stupid prizes. Now everybody's saying, okay, since you want to tweet, now they're pulling up your history. Girl, you are a anti-black and you just said some transphobic shit a month ago. That was this year. Really? Oh, see, I thought the other shit was from years ago. Oh, okay. So, Olympics. Misgendered the fuck out of, uh, what's the Olympic uh, girl name? Girl, it was it was bad. I'm going to have to send it to you, but it's like, girl, that's why I said, Kiki, now you using a lot of black gay lingo and, and you you were the homophobic man, but you saying, oh, the gag is, and yes, honey, and work, all this black gay lingo shit that black women like to use a lot, but be with these homophobic ass niggas. I see you. It don't, it, I'm sorry, Kiki, it don't look good. And I was looking up some other things, you know, in reference, because first of all, uh, Leo and his daddy was talking about Alton Sterling should have just stopped resisting. 
Okay. Uh, there was a couple of colorist suites that they had. There was a, like, it was a smorgasbord of fuckery. But I just want to say, Kiki Palmer, within the same breath of letting us know what Trey Songz did, you also said you believed, you know, Bill Cosby was all right. You said that in the same breath. You also talked about, uh, you know, R. Kelly didn't do that with you. Mm -hmm. That is the same breath. I remember that Breakfast Club interview. And I want to say, you know, we we as Black people, we sometimes have a short memory with our face, okay? We sometimes be like, you know, that happened. But you are a woman who is protesting with us in 2020. Bringing up on the show that you had on Good Morning America with um that fine-ass nigga with the gap tooth and that blonde lady. I remember. You was doing a lot. You was doing a lot. And we was appreciating everything that you were doing. I just want to let you know, who you sleep with tells me who your, who your politic is. And if you are willing to go ahead and sleep with a man who said something transphobic last month, we, we got to talk about it, baby. Because if you stay with this nigga, even because remember, we got to stop having these parasocial relationships with, with fucking celebrities in the first place. So when they do something fucked up, we can just call it out and be like, bitch, you fucked up. We don't do that. We like to, we like to protect our faves with, to the death of us, even when they wrong. And my issue with the whole Kiki Palmer situation is like, you had to know something. Absolutely. The you girl, had to know something. Some folks saying, um, some, now the girls are saying um, up in LA, they said, girl, Kiki Palmer has been known to say some, some questionable things about when it, when it comes to black folks uh, not too long ago. And it's given very much like, undercover black Republican who just wants best for the blacks type tease. Mm. I will say this, I wanna, I wanna see that, but nothing surprises me because we have to realize that when you have been, when you have had money for as long as Kiki Palmer has, Akila in the B, my nigga, when you've had money for as long as Kiki Palmer has, as long as Michael Jordan has, as long as ASAP Rocky has, when you've had money, for a very long period of time, it keeps you out of touch with society. Now, I don't want to go ahead and make a complete judgment on her character right now until I see more of the stuff, but I will say, my love, it does not look good. It looks real shitty. It looks real shitty. Um, and keep, I'll, But what I can say, because remember, Black people love Kiki Palmer down, and that's just the like, truth. Listen, people willing to fight in the streets fucking Kiki Palmer. Let's, let's make that very clear, okay? And I'm at least willing to throw a stick at you. So I, I, I'm letting you know right now that Kiki Palmer, what you need to do is run, sis. You need to run the fuck away from this man and just start doing some nice uh, co-parenting or be with this nigga on the low where we don't know. Because you are going to have a lot of people lose a lot of respect for you. You see, he did this one thing. He's looking up all of the tweets. People going to get to you, Kiki. And I don't want to see it happen. Now, I will say this. They may not have much to find because you've been pretty smart so far. But I also want to say you are opening yourself up for so much ridicule by being with this man. Um, now, we are going to continue to defend Kiki because what this nigga did was stupid. You, you, you saw your woman at a concert having a very good motherfucking time. And instead of waiting until this woman got home, because y'all live together, you decided you wanted to knock the mother of your wife down a few pegs publicly. 
and I'm just talking about like getting nigga jokes all day long, and I can't even defend you. You see what I'm saying? You see? You see? You see? I just want to say this is the perfect example, like I say all the time, of if your man's homophobic, chances are he's misogynist as well. Because now this is coming back to bite you in the ass. Girl, you think man's homophobic, that's not going to impact you. All of this shit is connected. All of it. Homophobia and misogyny go hand in hand. So I'm telling you, like, cis-head Black woman, you may, oh, I ride for my man, and oh, he's so fine, or yeah, he, he pulled a gun out. I think I, that turned me on. Y'all may think that's cute now, but that shit is dangerous as fuck. And these were the same niggas who are so homophobic and hella colorist and all these other things and transphobic. It's all connected. You need to run. And if you don't, then girl, don't be surprised. Everybody gonna look like for is gonna look like Forrest Whitaker looking at your ass for the rest of the time. We gonna be like, so that's Alton Sterling, you did that nigga? You would have you already know how my eye be. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Don't do it. Girl, Don't do it. I'm not trying to hear. Oh, y'all trying to cancel her. Bitch, she has money because of us. I'm not yeah. going not gonna have me feel bad for not wanting to give someone who is uh dating a rape apologist and a transphobe any more of my money. He's a rape apologist too? Yes. This is why all the tweets I did my reaction. <laughs> Damn, 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 damn. We owe this daddy. Like, and that's another thing. I was just like, we know that this man ain't got no control and he ain't got no money. So he's about to be like, I can't believe you walked outside in that. Because let, let's be real. You think that that nigga named the baby Leotis? You think he named the baby Leotis? Kiki Palmer named that baby Leotis. Who, who you think bought the house that they living in? Who you think gave this nigga a job and said, well, now you work, babe. Uh, I, I need you to understand that Kiki's employee is doing the worst possible job. I need to go to HR and receive his walking papers. That's just where we're at right now. And Kiki, if you do not do something, I'm going to let you know. People still going to forget and love you because we love, because we love to do that shit. But I'm saying it's going to be a big bulk of us, especially black queer people. Who are going to continually continually look at you sideways because we've accepted, we've accepted you into our spaces like legendary. We've accepted you uh, uh, with whatever lingo. We just love you down. We love us some Kiki Palmer down. And then to go ahead and literally be sleeping with the enemy. And that means people who don't think we're people. And that nigga doesn't really think that we're people. Talking about reconcile with that and, and you were in the protest. He talking about Alton Sterling, like girl. Um, you gonna have to clean this up. Talking about in the gag is just constantly using black gay lingo, girl. And like you said, was on legendary. Just a lot of black queer shit that you surround yourself with. Meanwhile, you are with a man who does not want black queer people to exist. I'm seeing girl, I rape apologist, transphobic, homophobic and anti-black and a lot of right-wing pages like him as what well. he says some right-wing shit um some some uh, i can't believe people are protesting trump type shit like i i uh, kiki it don't it don't look good and there's gonna be a lot of us who are like maybe she's just finding out no. i i i i'll be honest with you in my heart 
I want to believe it too. But in my brain, that don't sound that don't sound smart. So I, I'm gonna leave you alone, Kiki. I really am. I still love you, girl. Um, but this, you gonna have that something in the milk ain't clean. You gonna have to clean this up. I might as well tell you. But let's move on. Um, rent is too damn high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's get to that. Let's get the rent is too damn high. I, I don't even remember which video this is. Workers are not earning enough wages to afford the most basic thing, a place to live. According to the National Low Income Housing Coalition, the average individual now has to work more than 100 hours a week just to earn enough income to afford a two-bedroom apartment rental. 100 hours a week. The group looked at average rents across the country and determined that in order to have enough money to afford a two-bedroom apartment and other necessities, the average worker needs to earn over $28 an hour. And that's on average. In some states, it's way more. In New York, you need to earn more than 40 bucks an hour. In Florida, it's over 30 bucks an hour. In California, it's more than $42 an hour. The current federal minimum wage is just $7.25 an hour. There's not a single state in the country that offers a minimum wage that would allow workers to afford a two-bedroom apartment working just 40 hours a week. And 50% of workers in the country don't earn enough during a 40-hour week to even afford rent for a one-bedroom apartment, which requires on average a wage of more than 23 bucks an hour. Bootlickers for capital like to claim that younger generations can't afford homes because they're spending too much money on avocado toast and shit. But no, it's because the ownership class's declining rate of profit over the last few decades has forced it to more aggressively exploit workers to a point now that wages aren't even enough to put a roof over their employees' heads. This is an untenable situation. And to learn more about what happens next, Read Marks. Girl, so first of all, housing should be free. And I will sit here and say that, and you will have people who barely got any gas to get to work tomorrow say some, well, what, what, why should housing be free? How are they going to make their money? Just boot licking the fuck down, honey. It, but like, this is why you and I are trying to get the fuck out of here, hopefully next year. Um, because the fact that the minimum wage is still seven twenty-five, and you have boomers saying, oh, well, just get a job. That's the problem. Y'all just don't want to work. Bitch, houses don't cost $50 like they did 80 years ago when you was there, bitch. Prices are constantly going up every day and wages are not going up at all. So why are we trying, why would we bust our asses to do anything right now? Bitch, we are just trying to do what we got to do to make ends meet. Because I'm not finna work like a Hebrew slave. I'm not finna work 100 motherfucking hours a week for no fucking white men at the top. So mm. that's that. Um, fuck capitalism. Um, and yeah, housing should be free. We have more open homes available than homeless people. And if they dare find a home that no one's even thought of that's off the grid, somehow the government's gonna find out and kick them out of that. Because once again, corporate greed. And and landlords are just straight up evil. I, 
I, I just want to go ahead and put that out there because I was watching another video with a guy who said, oh, I have plenty of money. I just raised the rent to whatever the market price was. So he, oh, so you didn't need it. You just was like, yeah, I just decided to go ahead and do that. And he doesn't work. He is completely retired. And they said, have you ever thought about like not doing that? He was like, I guess it sounds awful, but uh, no. Because then I might have to start working again. And I've been retired for quite a few years. And you wonder why these folks like guillotine and cut y'all motherfuckers off. <laughs> like, I'm, and that time is gonna come. I'm still hopeful for that because the people are tired. Oh, they're, they're so tired right now and I really can't blame them. They're so ridiculously tired. And I, and to be honest with you, obviously we are too, but we're leaving um, because we know that xenophobia is uh, one of the biggest reasons that a lot of people are still in the U.S. Um, yep. because they have made it look like every other country is a third world country. Don't go to Mexico because they're rapists and murderers. Don't go over here. They won't treat you well. Um, don't go to Canada. You may wait in line for medical when here you just won't get it. Like it, it's, it's, it's really beyond crazy to me, but I'm not, I'm not shocked at anything. I think it's disgusting. The uprising that's going to happen from this, the rebellion I hate to use like old school words like that, but the rebellion that is going to happen from this is going to be very fierce. Um, I really hope I'm not here when it happens because it's going to be bloody. Very bloody. When I tell you it's, it's like a boiling pot and that lid is shaking and this is waiting, bitch. Like, what do you expect? Keep poking the bear. <laughs> like come on now it, 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 for real for real though like honestly and I'm just like child you are out of your fucking mind you're out of your fucking mind if you think that people are going to continue to swallow your bullshit like it's not going to like either people are going to leave like we are which is the more peaceful way of doing this is just leaving y'all bitches alone there are some people who are like you know what I have been treated this way by society for so long that at this point, I just want to see the world burn and I don't blame us. Yeah. 7.25 an hour, you are letting people know that because of the job you have, that you may not be worthy of food and housing. Bitch, I didn't ask to be here. That's the thing. Why are we still like using terms, terms like cost of living? Mm. This Breathing, just existing, has to come with a cost, as if it was my choice to come out the fucking uterus. <laughs> a mess, a mess. Oh yeah, I oh yeah, 100%. Um, but like I said, I, I recently saw an apartment, it was a two bedroom, one bathroom. Although I know you don't want to share a bathroom with me and I love you, but I don't want to share no bathroom with nobody. I don't, I need you to have your own bathroom. But anyway, it was a two one. And it was, it was in, um, I think it was in Mexico City, and it was $480 a month. And I bet you it was, I haven't seen it yet, but I just know it was beautiful. Because it was one, so cute. Like, oh, don't go to Mexico, they ain't got no cute. They have some of the most beautiful places over there and that are cheap as hell and they don't check your credit score and they don't do background checks, as long as you got the fucking money. Like, oh, and they do background checks in reference to criminals. Uh, that's what, because they just, because they too want to make sure they don't invite no crazies inside here. So they do a criminal background. They don't do a credit check. They, 
credit because it's just fucking numbers on the screen that happens to affect you from 20 something years ago that still affects you now. <laughs> Listen, for me to get my visa, I have to prove that I made 40K a year. John. John. All you need is to prove that you make 40K a year? Yeah. You have, I, yeah, you have to prove you make uh, at least 40K a year and you can start the process for your visa. Period. How long is the process? I believe it's about a year. But I'm going to just be chilling. Like, you think, like, $488 a month rent? Fresh? food that has not been injected by all kinds of ridiculous things that we have to eat in the U.S., better food, better air quality. Let me tell you something. They, don't, they say, why do um, people flee Mexico if Mexico is so good? Because poor people exist in Mexico, too. <laughs> what do you mean? And they also pretend that America is just going to do something. Why do you think my family got here? Because they lied to them too and they believed it. Duh. Right. Same for mine. Like, girl. Like, lack of education will go ahead and put you in a place that you don't want to be in in the same way that it, 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 it is in the U.S. So, yes, you will see people who don't, who are, weren't, um, who, because everything is defunct. I don't know what you thought, guys. Like, this is a, capitalism is the culture all over the world. Let's be real. But the cost of living is so much cheaper in Mexico than it will ever be in the U.S. I don't fault nobody for fleeing Mexico and coming to the U.S. I blame misinformation and propaganda as to why they're here. Period. That's all. But anyway, we, we know where we're going. I've been, how long have I been doing research on Mexico? It's going on, what, two, three years now? Yeah. Okay. Look at this. Like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I'm not listening to people like, oh my God, aren't you worried about the cartel? Yo, when I lived in the hood, did I worry about the dope boys? No. <laughs> it's notice how it's to Puerto, regardless to go get my daddy. Notice how it's only white people that love to say that argument. Oh my God, the cartel. Oh my God. As if we don't fucking. Bitch. You know what's happening here? I'm not finna stay in this fucking country. I can't fucking go to Walmart where I have to worry about getting shot or go to the movies or even in my own bed when I'm sleeping. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> or even with the new law that just came in that says, hey, we don't have to accept you into this establishment if you look gay. That's a real law. I don't see that happening in Mexico City. Black queer people are living a best lives over there. So I'm going to go where people are living better. That's all. That, and I don't have to go ahead and have numbers on a screen to be like, I now am worthy of living better. Fuck you. Absolutely. And when I get there, I'm paying rent for a year because I can. And then I'm going to sit there and figure out what my next step is because I'm actually going to have the peace to be able to do so without having capitalism sitting on my fucking neck trying to kill me every day, trying to wring me out of all of my creativity and ambition. Fuck. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. <laughs> yeah, telling you, like, that's what this country would do to you. Like, girl, it would literally drive you insane. The, the dreams that I have sometimes, girl, girl, you would think that I'm a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'd be, I'd be on my Killmonger, Magneto type shit, Thanos type shit when I'm dreaming in my sleep. Bitch, I'd be wanting all this shit to be like, ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, and this is the thing, guys. I feel like y'all need to understand that for those of us that are leaving, it is safer for you. Because if we
we were to stay here and decide we were going to fight for this, we would be a part of a movement. Listen, and by the way, this is shit is always going to happen to you. This is already shit that's going to happen because of how you are treating human beings right now. You are saying that the barista don't deserve to live a regular life, even though you want to buy motherfucking coffee. You're saying that the waitress don't deserve to go live a life where they can go on vacation, but you still want to go out to eat and not sit that. The fact that waiters and waitresses are still making two dollars and thirteen cents for the for the wages, I can't. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely not. But like we said, um, we are going to continue, and even from Mexico, we're going to continue to report the news. We're just going to look a lot happier while we're doing it. Period. Just, just letting y'all know. Anyway, oh goodness. So LGBTQ and more uterus genocide. Um, that we have. Uh, so let's go ahead and get to it. And the reason why we're even talking about this, guys, is because you guys need to stay aware. And I'm going, I, and me and Aaron want to go ahead and give you the cliff notes of the news so we can take some of the trauma out of it. Because that's still happening and they still want to hate you and kill you. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, more, more, more in fascist news. This video is for the woman who made the Reddit post I'm about to You can go watch that video for yourself, but the gist of it is these two women who are partners went golfing together and happened to kiss, and a child saw, and the child's mother called the police. And so the two women were arrested for sexual harassment of a minor. Now I want to point out that Florida just passed a law that approves the death penalty for any sexual crime involving a child. And these two women who happened to kiss in a child's presence were arrested for that kind of crime, which shows me that sooner or later, any queer person existing in public where a child happens to be present, where they're easily identifiable as queer, can be arrested for this kind of crime. And Florida just passed a law that approves the death penalty for this kind of crime. But we're not in a genocide. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States of America. Girl, this week on Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> oh my God. No, 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 let's play the Handmaid's Tale one. You know, uh, let's, let's. <laughs> June 25th, 2023, and the dystopian nightmare that is women's health care continues in the state of Texas. A 21-year-old woman, 15 weeks pregnant, went in for her ultrasound, and the baby had no head. This is an incredibly rare fetal anomaly, although it does exist. The creepiest part, however, was when her OB-GYN urged her to carry the pregnancy to term and go ahead and deliver the baby with no head. The patient reported that she was in a fair amount of distress prior to going into the ultrasound. She had hypertension, she had elevated liver enzymes, and compromised kidney function. 
Oh, what I would have paid to be a fly on the wall to listen to that doctor's rationale for why she should carry that baby. The woman in the interview whose identity is being protected for obvious reasons talked it out with her partner. and They decided they were going to go to New Mexico to terminate the pregnancy. They could only find one clinic that could get them in expeditiously, though. So that's where they went. Finances were also an issue. Uh, they had to get a hotel. They had to pay for the abortion out of pocket. So it was roughly going to be about $2,000. They could only afford one night in a Motel 6. So they stayed the night before the procedure went in got the procedure they kept her for roughly three hours to monitor for post-op bleeding and then they sent her home she reported that she was very sick her partner said she was very pale but they ended up driving all night all, all the way back to texas and didn't tell a soul about it this is incredibly unfortunate how this played out um boy, if I could armchair quarterback this one with my experience, I would have driven to a New Mexico or Colorado level two or level one trauma center where there is always an OB-GYN on call, got you on the surgical schedule, got you taken care of overnight in the hospital, complete fluid resuscitation, monitoring, full nine yards, I would have treated you like, like the human being that you are. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. I don't know if this woman had Medicaid, if she had a regular OB-GYN, I'm guessing she had some sort of insurance coverage that, that would have carried over, especially Medicaid. If you're 21 years old, chances are you're probably pretty poor. Um, so that would have carried over to a New Mexico or Colorado hospital. I've assisted in a lot of these, these procedures in the hospital setting where we do full general anesthesia and monitoring afterwards. So this is the thing that we do. This is incredibly, incredibly sad. Uh, I would just want to remind people out there that us medical professionals in pro-choice states are here. Please reach out. Good <sighs> We only report the news. This, this is just currently what's going on. Um, if you have a uterus, and you live in the U.S., you are under attack. And um, I feel really, really um, sad for the women who are still under the impression that whatever privilege from their identity that they may have will protect them, and it won't. It's never going to happen. But yeah, that's uh, there that is. Just wanted to make sure you guys know, still falling apart. Like, just, well, you know. Just, just in case you thought, like, have things calm down, like, I haven't heard shit. It's because they're not putting it on the news. Anyway. This, this is why they want to ban TikTok. It's true. It's true. It's 100% true. All right, girl. I'm moving on to, uh, what have we not covered? Oh, you wanted the, <laughs> the coonery kills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's let's do coonery kills. Let's let's do that. Um, so I don't know if you've ever heard of I am Devante on TikTok, who has got one hell of an S curl and some very bright ass blue contacts. Where it's the point where I'm like, boo, you look like a white walker. Why would you do that on purpose? <laughs> but okay, yeah. that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, so if you want to look that up, you can. But uh, we want to go ahead and play a, a quick video just so we understand what we're talking about and this is why i say kuna rekills or at least it drains your money because that's why there was an apology video later if you are a black person and you are still wearing color contacts you just, you're <laughs> just you are not to be trusted um that's all i got to say with that because girl 
Anyways, I'm not going to go off on that. Let me play the video. In school, the only time that they were ever nice to me was when they wanted to get answers from me whenever we were doing the schoolwork or just so that they can get a good grade on their assignment. Now, me being the nice guy, they're trying to get out of my bubble. You ever notice how in every scenario they're always a perfect victim? People always make fun of me for hanging out with goth and emo kids. Because black people can't be goth or emo. They make fun of me for the way that I speak to this girl. They always make fun of me by saying, Devontae, stop trying to act white, stop trying to sound white. I just like to pronunciate my words, I enunciate my words. Apparently not talking white enough. The word is enunciate and pronunciation. Pronunciate and enunciate are not words. They have like three black words. I've had enough. I've had enough. <laughs> this person is damaged. I mean damaged. If you closed your eyes, you would believe that there was a white man talking. This is part of the reason why I posted the video before this. I would hate to wake up one day and see my child on the internet saying shit like this. There's a lot of things in this world you can hate, but your race? I already know somebody's going to say, oh, those are their experiences, their feelings are valid, whatever. That may be true, but just because your feelings are valid and these are things that you experience does not mean that this is the truth for everybody. And But whenever they talk about things like this, they speak in absolutes when it comes to Black people. But when it comes to any other race of people, those people are individuals. He sounds just like that other dude that said, I can't relate to black people. It's not my fault I grew up in a half a million dollar home. I didn't grow up in the ghetto. <laughs> you already have a negative disposition towards black people. So anytime you have any experiences with black people, you're looking for something negative to, to validate how you already feel. And if the blue contacts didn't tell me, the S curl and the eight up edges told me exactly what I needed to know because I saw the sides and I saw the back. And it's fine if you don't want to surround yourself with black people. I don't want to surround myself with certain types of people either, you. But I'm not getting on the internet and making videos about it and especially on a huge platform to make myself feel better. I would hate to be related to somebody like this. And you know what? I am related to somebody like this. You know, we just like this. We don't get along at all. We uh, we don't see things the same, and I've been blocked them. And one more thing, because he says at the end of the video that he's smart and he likes to ask questions. Go ask these questions to a therapist, a Black therapist, and ask them if this thought pattern is normal. Because I noticed also in the video, you never said a specific type of Black person. You said Black people. Every time you said Black people. Not a exactly, exactly, girl. Like, and here's the thing notice how a perfect example when I'm holding straight black men accountable. Notice how I'm being specific. I'm not saying I'm sick of black people, y'all, and just generalize that oh, black people homophobic. I may say, yeah, more likely to be more homophobic compared to other races due to white supremacy. But I would never sit here and tear down my race because, bitch, I'm black and I will always defend my black people, period. And, and, and there's also a difference in the way that we talk about black people. You, mm -hmm. He talks about black people like, I don't know why these Negroes couldn't accept me because I was doing my best with them and they only liked me because I was smart. None of that is going on over here. If we talk about black people in any type of way that is negative, it's because that we are not going to put a, a, a band-aid over a bullet hole over here. We're going to see an issue that's going on with the black community, and we're going to rip that shit open so we can actually get all the infection out.
so we can actually start to pour on the peroxide and get that shit out. That's the reason why we talk about uh, uh, homophobia, why we talk about colorism, why we talk about coons and white supremacy infiltrating our society. That's why we talk about what we talk about. What this man is talking about, I'm... And just so you know, an apology video has already surfaced, okay? They found um, all kinds of um, uh, podcasts that he was on where he was saying that he grew up in Japan. Apparently, that's a lie. Um, but I was also thinking, like, your lies aren't matching up. Because if you grew up in Japan, where are all these black people who treated you like shit? You should have just told the truth. So at least your story would have made more sense. <laughs> and who knows what part is the truth anyway? There's a difference in holding your own community accountable for the betterment of the community as a whole versus shitting on your community for the validation of whiteness. Because notice how he isn't, girl, he ain't saying none of this shit about white folks. This is strictly just black people, black people, black people this and black people that. And it's so sad. Like, I don't know what you want us to do. And this is the thing. The only reason he came out with that apology video, where that nigga was crying in his S-curl, uh, crying out all of his curl patterns. Wow. And then took out the context for, like, dramatic effect. This is the real me. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You have made where you are real definitive and before this apology video he had a video double down and be like this is why i don't like the blacks because you see how nasty you guys are being to me this is the reason but once them brand deals from your 7.5 million followers started to dry the fuck up you got that many followers girl girl you see the things they make great on this motherfucking clock app that's why we can't care it's why we can't care. This man was prancing around with some white walker fucking uh, eye contact and an S curl, and that's all he needed. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, anyway. Uh, moving on. Let's, uh, move on. Yes, and you got Jinx. Um, <laughs> to the gay agenda only benefits white gays. Yeah, and this is just a reminder because I'm noticing. Um, Again, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of straight black men saying, oh, well, what's this got to do with us? Oh, the gay agenda doesn't help us. But since you're gay, it, you get some help. I want to remind y'all that black LGBT folks are not getting a piece of the privilege that these white gays are getting. And to be honest, I don't even say the term gay if I can help it. I say the term queer or, or same gender loving when I'm talking about gayness. I say same gender loving because the term gay has been used as a political identifier to only represent white gay men. It still ex excludes people of color who are queer and black queer people. And the only thing that the gays gave a fuck back in the 80s and the 90s was marriage and the cure for HIV and AIDS. And that's, that's still excluded black queer people and people of color who are queer. So all of these, oh my God, LGBT folks got more rights than black folks. Stop lumping in black LGBT folks with them. Black queer folks and white queer folks live in two different worlds, two different cultures, two different journeys, two different experiences. We are not getting a piece of the pie. We don't even fuck with them for real, to be honest. Um, we don't, uh, especially, but that is because they don't fuck with us. 
like even look at Pride. We I saw so many videos of people of color arguing with white gay organizations saying, why aren't we like on the roster? Why aren't we don't why don't we have a voice here? We gotta wait till July. <laughs> let's let like let's honestly be for real. Um but the video um is this a video that you have to play? Yeah, I thought I don't I mean, unless you want me to play it, I don't really, because we kind of. We did, we did kind of go over it, but I, I, we can go, I know there was like a series of clips, but let's just go ahead and play the first one, because I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was very poignant. We don't have to play all of them. And by the way, the links is got, uh, for all of the things that we have played is going to be in all, the um, bio box for all of the platforms. So please go and do your own research, guys, is the reason why I put the link in there. Okay, thank you. And all measure thing in between. Gotcha. You know, that's documented. Deal. That's documented. Thing is that in African, you know, ancient African culture, was did homosexuality exist? Yes. Okay. For as long as there's been man and woman, there's always been all measure of between. Gotcha. You. you know, that's documented. Deal. That's documented. That's science. Mm. That's science. And 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 I think that. I was hoping I hear that. I know. I know. There's a lot of people. You see a lot of people say, brother, I was rolling with you until then. <laughs> but that's how I feel. And I cannot be one way in another way and not be honest and upfront in another. And I have to be able to feel free to be able to let you know I judge a human being by the content of their character. Mm. Not by any of the isms that create schisms. I have known people with great honor who have lived many different ways. And all I judge you on is the content of your character. And who you love is your business. I'm still, I'm still working on my thing. <laughs> In African. Notice how, and I feel like a lot of cishet black men have this mindset. Notice how quickly he said, oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Because deep down, they know we can lay out as many facts as we want, as many scholarly sources as we want. And they will still be in denial because they just don't like it. And they think it's so disgusting that there's just no way. He said that real quick. I was hoping that you wouldn't say that because this is a pan-Africanist who said that. And he is, and the fact that he is saying that and a lot of pan-Africanists respect, uh, I can't pronounce his name right now, at least because I'm current state, but <laughs> A lot of Pan-Africanists do not, uh, you know, when it comes to homosexuality and especially in Black culture, they don't really fuck with that. So the fact that he said, girl, it has always been a part of our culture and it's actually science. And he said, oh, well, girl, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. A lot of straight Black men, I feel, have that mindset like, okay, even if it is true, they're going to come up with any type of way to deny it or just not admit it. Absolutely as much as they possibly can. Um, and I feel like the, one of the things that I find truly sad about it is that when he's like, it's documented, I, why wouldn't you pick up a book before you come to this interview? Because this is my thing. This is why sometimes this, this manosphere thing when they interview people will really be killing me. Because even if I was interviewing somebody with opposing views, I'm going to read the thing that you're going to use as your um, as your references in this conversation. 
So the fact that you're coming to this conversation so completely just absent and unaware of anything that is outside Christian patriarchy, which is basically what this is. Um, and I, I, I don't think it's going to change anything in them, to be honest with you. I don't know. Ugh. I have a lot of respect for that man to go put himself in a place with all of that ignorance. Because uh, I know he feels like he's trying to help. But I think they're a lost cause at this point. Because like I really just think like it's very much they have this mindset of a they have a two plus two equals five mindset. I really just don't think it's I think it's too late. And I know it sounds negative, but we could we could literally lay out all the facts and you have someone who is a Pan-Africanist who who is highly respected saying this and they are still saying well, is it documented? A true Pan-Africanist. And even though I don't think that these debates do anything, I would love him and Dr. Umar to be in a room together. Because I don't know. Are you going to disrespect your elder, your Pan-African your Pan African elder like that? Mm. By telling them that everything that they think is bullshit because it's going to be a harm to the community? I, I, I you know, I feel like, because I'll be honest with you, I feel like a lot of debate is just for clicks and views and virtue signaling and a lot of stuff like that, uh, especially with white progressives. I'm sorry, baby, y'all be doing a lot. Um, it's like you just guys just like love being right, but you you don't really care what you're fighting for. I've noticed uh, because I feel like there's a big difference between um, the types of debates that we be having. Although I love an atheist debate because I know ain't that nobody's gonna get fixed, but I just like seeing them get red fulfilled. <laughs> That's just fun, baby. That's pure entertainment. And it's like I would totally tell if God told me to kill my kid, I would definitely do it against God. And you're like. Oh wow! You know this is recording. Okay. Um, but speaking. Um, of, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, but I was gonna say I feel like when we tie it back to the gay agenda, only seems to um, really uh, like in general the gay agenda, quote unquote, which isn't real, by the way. But if there was a gay agenda, then the only people that it's benefiting is white people, is white gays. None of that privilege leaks over to POC, especially Black queer, period, which is why there's so much coonery within our community, because we're trying so hard to be accepted and to have some kind of proximity to whiteness, which is why a lot of us have white partners, but I digress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been thinking things. I know they hate that shit, but you know. Uh, like because at the end of the day when we do anything in reference to gay pride it's just a bunch of companies that are pandering to us and a bunch of white gays are able to put on exactly the type of show that they would want to see which is why a lot of black gay people are not showing up for white oh, for well, i'm going to call it white pride <laughs> i just swear at this bitch oh, that was terrible i didn't mean to do that was a mistake y'all that was a mistake <laughs> I wasn't trying to say that. I wasn't. I'm you think about. A lot of them are. Sorry, I wasn't. There. But when black people don't have voices, when when two spirit people coming from indigenous communities don't have, like that's the thing. When we have pride, pride should be for all queer people, and queer and and pride only seems to be for white gay people, and that's just what it is. We don't have a voice, which is why we have Black Gay Pride in July. 
and I, and I bet you they probably have an Asian gay pride. I bet that because y'all not trying to give the platform to nobody. So we got to make our own. And if you call us racist for making our own, well, you don't want us to be where the fuck you are. And if they do have a black person at these white gay pride events, they're usually super light skinned or a token. Or if they're dark skinned, they are seen as entertainment, as the Mandingo nigga with the BBC that we can use as a prop. I don't. <laughs> There's a lot of you black gays that is looking to be the top spot for for black cop. Girl. There are some of you who are just like, I can't wait. And I don't. I don't get it. And again, interracial relationships are not inherently bad. The reason that y'all bitches be getting into interracial relationships be inherently fucked up and racist and wrong. It's because important. for you to say, I'm oh, sorry, uh, but for you to say that you feel more comfortable with white men than you will ever feel with black men when White men in general are the reason that that black that black men are the way they are. <laughs> it's banana. It's and banana. Or you're saying, "Oh, I can't date another femme man because I'm femme." Girl, and once again, because I can see it now, y'all just don't like interracial relationships. We gotta keep saying we don't have a problem with interracial dating or relationships. No, I don't. Don't think that I'm a pop with a white man tomorrow because it's not gonna happen. However, okay, like I like you said, girl, if you catch me with a white man, best believe that that white man is probably more radical than I am and has probably taught me something about decolonization and white supremacy because y'all know how I get down, bitch. Not I do, I do, I don't really go for pink meat. However. I would, because again, love is love. If I end, <laughs> if I do end up with a white man, you best believe he is on the type of shit that I'm on. Because, and bitch, he probably gonna talk about white supremacy and drag it more than I do. And that's just a lie. Like, I'll be like, baby, we gotta calm down. No, I'm not calming down. That, that, no, you, you see what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, that's the way you go. Like, I need that, I need that nigga to be sitting in a restaurant with me and see somebody pass the, oh, we can't get the table. Oh, that's what that's what's going on. Oh, okay. Let me let me talk to the manager. Oh, you talking to the manager on my behalf? You don't understand. There's no point in me being with somebody white unless they can teach me something about decolonization, and I have not run into that yet. I haven't run into that yet. I've had a lot of. I've had people. I've had other races other than black people teach me something about decolonization. That's never come from a white person. Anytime you can hear white people talking about any kind of decolonization, is because they are actually been reading black scholars. It's going to, you have to actually do the work. Finding that type of white person is like finding a needle in the haystack. And that's why I just gave up. I, I don't date white men. Now, you might can be, you might can surprise me and be a unicorn. But girl, I don't have time for the microaggressions. I don't have time to be fetishized. It's like a tree. And that tree has a lot of branches on it. And finding, and that branch, and all those branches are, branches that come from white supremacy and I don't have time so that's just that on that <laughs> but yeah uh talking about oh uh, please. <laughs> uh yeah the gay agenda stop saying that shit um if anything it only benefits white gay men 
and that's just that on that. Moving wow. on, um, <laughs> moving on, should kids be indoctrinated into religion? Like, should they, <laughs> I guess we basically start off, should kids start off as atheists and make that decision for their own? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that makes more sense so that, that they can at least come to whatever religion they choose genuinely and not having something shoved there in their throat since they were real little. Because I'm sorry, I see little three-year-olds praying and I'm just like, indoctrination. Because I feel like that, that, that's odd. And I also feel like the reason why I feel like teaching Christianity to little kids is abuse because you blur the line between reality. You, that's not, it's, and it's not fair to them. Um, and as a little kid who grew up in the church thinking like, oh, uh, if you're turning water into wine and you feeding people with like a, a one piece of fish and shit, then I can do all of the, like, they don't realize how much they're blurring the lines of reality just to be told, oh, that was something that happened before. That could never happen to you. Sorry. Uh, also, by the way, uh, if you're a Mormon, then you are a descendant of Ham if you happen to be Black. Like, I feel like y'all got to gotta stop with some of this nonsense in reference to religion in the first place. And the fact that you got little kids parroting you and you think that's an amazing thing. Like you'll see, I've seen people, especially black people, I swear to God, they try to throw Jesus on everything. I saw this little baby and I guess they were fell asleep like this. They're like, the baby's praying to God. I'm like, nigga, he's, he's, he's just, it's just a real cute, beautiful black baby who's asleep. That nigga Todd. Okay. We ain't right? doing <laughs> <laughs> See that video I sent you of those um four and five and six year olds speaking in tongues and shit. <laughs> they were speaking. I said, girl, like, and these were white. These were white uh kids speaking in tongues, by the way. Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and the white lady was like, yes, call on to him. I'm like, girl, all right. But um, yeah, if you are teaching your kids at the age of four or five years old about burning in hell, that is emotional child abuse. You are not a good parent. They should make that decision on their own terms, just like picking college, for example. Let's find out what works best for them. really sad I just find it super sad because we can't um I feel like that we're at, we're in a space where I I see so many children who are being indoctrinated into Christianity and I find it scary so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story um if my girlfriend ever sees it you you know this is about your son okay it was hilarious you know it was stop it so uh my girlfriend and her son went to go visit her very very strictly religious right and i and i know you know back in the day when people used to sneeze and they would say bless you you would hear somebody in the background be like oh my god and bless you and you're just like nigga i just i was just trying to it's polite because they because they said it was so anyway same thing happened the little boy sneezed and, and he says so nobody's gonna say bless you because this nigga's like excuse me etiquette what's going on and, and then they and then it was like bless you, bless you, and now here come the grandfather. Only God can bless you. Here single he, I'm who says I'm not God? So mm -hmm. and I saw my girlfriend, I was like, 
Christians like they really just cannot fathom that I just really don't care about the what ifs anymore they say well what if you die and you find out that there is a hell and I just straight up tell them that I guess I'll be in hell and they'll be like oh, oh my god you're not because it's again that's not an answer that most people would say but I just really just don't give an atom of a fuck I'm going to live for the now and it pisses them off because to be honest with that being said, I have control of my own destiny. I'm not going to live my life off of fear or Pascal's wager. Which is where they really want you to, to live. I really urge everybody to start following some atheist pages because I swear they've been giving you arsenals for these Christians to shut them up. They be coming to your door. I'm going to tell them that I am a Satanist and I'm going to tell them that I be using the crucifix to masturbate with. That way they, they, they literally leave me alone. You say, I swear, if you really want to get rid of some Christians or some Jehovah's Witnesses, that's your door? <laughs> bitch, I, I will, bitch, I have a cross-shaped dildo that I shove up my ass. I am a super Christian, power bottom Christian. At that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I can't, I can't say a fucking word, guys. Hey, this is where it is. Ooh, that might be kind of, that might be kind of sexy. But I might do some role play, like bitch, like oh, I play. Nigga, please, I don't <laughs> want to hear that your next boyfriend is fucking you with a Christian builder. I don't, I don't keep that one to yourself. I love you, dog. <laughs> 
say black Jesus, bitch, and I'm gonna be like, bitch, fuck me with the cross, bitch. Okay, last topic. Last topic. <laughs> Time out. Erin has gone too far. You're gone too far. All right, anyway, so. <laughs> so uh, this last topic uh, comes straight to you uh, from Erin. Uh, straight the fuck up, because I'm sure y'all follow Erin's TikTok, as you should also follow mine. But uh, Erin's TikTok be, be popping, popping, okay? Because I don't know why all these racists and coons love to come to their page and be like, oh my God, why did you say that? Like, it, it is insane. So uh, they put up a video um, earlier today. Earlier today, see how many views was on this shit. It was only earlier today. People so mad. Uh, where they said, that there's a, that I don't believe that all white people are racist, but I believe that all white people are inherently racist. And same thing when it came to fat phobia, same thing when it came to the coonery, like all the same things, right? And when I say, yo, the paper napkins block their minds. Even some coons. Let me tell you something. The eight by elevens are pissed, honey, because it's. I didn't even just say, like you said, it's not. Just, I didn't even say just inherently racist. I said inherently homophobic, uh, inherently fat. But it's they focus on that white part, and that's what triggered them. And I'm like, girl, you got some self evaluating to do. There's no such thing as non racist. You are either anti racist or you're racist because we all live because y'all and you all benefit from it and until that system is dismantled destroyed completely you are all inherently racist and also look up epigenetics as well so and also and one of the last things that i want to say there's a lot of people who are being extremely obtuse in aaron's comments right now and i just want to say you're gonna get blocked you're gonna get blocked you're not going to have access to the page quite soon. So continue to make new pages. Continue to stress yourself out because Aaron is going to continue to make content. But I'm going to let you know right now, uh, you keep playing with my friend, uh, it's going to be issues. I'm going to just what? let you know because my page is not your magical Negro because I'm not magical for you bitches. I promise it's going to be a motherfucking problem. But one of the things that I really find the most disgusting about it is the fact that they are in your comments being willfully stupid and willfully obtuse, talking about, like, even when you were uh, the, the, the one where the bitch was smacking all the presidents, and somebody was like, how dare you? And I'm commenting, easily. What easily mean? Um, like, let's let, no, think about it. What's easily me? And they're still on the same page. Uh, they're still on your page right now talking about what is inherently me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make any kind of fucking sense. And I'm going to be very, very real with you. Uh, I need Black queer people especially to stop having these types of conversations. Stop entertaining it. You're not teaching them anything. They do not want to be taught. They are committed to misunderstanding. Continue to make a safe place for other Black queer people. Stop going back and forth with these hoes. They are literally just succubuses of your energy, and it doesn't make any sense. And I'm talking to myself right now because I was arguing with one this morning, and I was like, Sydney, it's been an hour. You got to stop <laughs> And it was hard. So I'm talking to me too. It is hard. You hear that stupidity? Your blood stops the boy. You're like, yo, I swear, I'm going to rip this piece of mess apart. But no, that's what they want. 
They want to distract you. They want to anger you. And they want to take you away from the goal. And that's just what, what, what it is. Yeah, girl. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time. Um, the fact that we exist, like I said in that video, Black people's existence is a radical form of protest in and of itself in the eyes of whiteness. So why would I waste my emotional labor and my intelligence giving to people who are committed to misunderstanding who I am in this fucking system that they are benefiting from? I'm not going to do that shit anymore. So y'all can play stupid if you want to. I said what I said. Um, and yeah, um, keep it cute or keep it mute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness, look at us getting through all these topics. Yes. We finished all the topics for this show. And listen, I'm not sure for the next show whether we'll have a guest or not, but I want you guys, especially in these YouTube comments, to do us a favor and tell us what you want us to talk about next. Um, send us messages. You can go ahead and send messages to our TikToks, our Instagram, whatever it is. Um, because we want to hear from you so we can start tailoring content for the Black queer community that is us, that is the Earth is Ghetto family, okay? Um, I'm going to let Aaron go ahead and take this out. Period. You can listen to all of our shit on all streaming platforms like Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, etc. Everything that you can listen to a podcast to, we got it for you. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Aaron, 8077-A-A-R-O-N-8077. And you can also follow me on TikTok, underscore Aaron205. Um, what else am I supposed to say? Oh, yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube, Earth is Ghetto. Um, yeah. And, 4,000 followers. Yep. Uh, you can follow Sydney on her socials. What's your socials? Uh, not your magical Negro. Negro is spelled... K-N-E-E underscore grow. Uh, and then, of course, you can find me on Instagram at witchysidilisaily. Period. And if you would like to become a guest on the show, um, remember, you must be Black and queer. You can message us at, oh, girl, what's our, e what's our email address? I forgot. Oh, uh, the earth is ghetto podcast at gmail.com. Shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, or you can uh, shoot one of us a DM to on our Instagram profile as well. Whatever is easiest for you is what we will deal with. And um, uh, thank you guys for being on this show. Let me tell you something. When I say, because before we go, I just want to make sure, because I was supposed to do this last time and I didn't, but I'm going to shout out all of the countries that have been listening to us lately, because every single time it happens, I'm just like, yes. Oh, how are we doing this? Because I don't know. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, as far as the, like, 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 I find it so amazing to see people from Taiwan, people from Kenya actually listening to us. I think it is so absolutely dope. Um, if I could find it, come on now. Where, where are we at? Why, why is this, why is this hard? It shouldn't be difficult. Yeah. They make this difficult. I'm uh, <laughs> Because the earth is truly ghetto, so they don't want me to go ahead and find it. I can see that now. Um, one second. Yes. Analytics, please. Jeez. Yes. Audience. Here we go. So obviously, most of us in the United States, but Netherlands, shout out to the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, the Philippines, United Arab Emirates, France, South Africa, Suriname, Kenya, Israel, Austria, Greece, 
Ireland, Norway, Brazil, Jamaica, Hungary, Australia, Mexico. We coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, Switzerland, Denmark, Thailand, Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, Taiwan, and Argentina. I just want to shout out. Y'all listen to us in Norway and Israel and what's the what was that other white country you said? <laughs> Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank y'all for listening to us, our black. Okay. Yeah. For real. So I'm gonna go ahead and close it out. Please remember that um, being queer is African, and we will see you in the next one. Bye, niggas and friends. Bye, niggas and friends. Peace.